Asia. And of course, uh, Elder Tan uh, represents Malaysia. So in one tea break, I was saying that, God, there are so many great pastors here and they have a good journey. Who should I connect with? And so in that morning as I prayed, during the tea break, Elder Tan Tech Singh sat down and took interest in me. And he was asking me, how's your journey, Joseph? Tell me about yourself. So we just kept talking until I realized that I neglected my wife. <laughs> she wasn't with me. However, when I look back, she was uh, not sitting by herself. I saw Sister Tinky putting a hand over her and praying for her. I said, God, wonderful God. Wow, you are in the midst of us and you have ans just answered our prayer. So cut the long story short, we then got this friendship with uh, Elder Tan. In one month, I was back in KL twice. <laughs> one for the uh, couples came, uh, which is a weekend away, which is very needed for me and my wife. We just uh, celebrate 30th uh, wedding anniversary. I know I don't look like one, but I got three boys, 26, 24, and 23, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> I sent them all back uh, to serve the national service uh, to Singaporean, uh, but they uh, went back as Australian, okay, serving the national service, okay, fulfilling the obligation to avoid future complication <laughs> for life. <laughs> okay, and so the next um, uh, invitation was to come uh, to attend the Family First Leaders uh, uh, for Asia uh, Summit. Wow, and I heard about this family first, uh, you know, impacting the whole of Asia, whereby the Be A Better Dad course has gone to the police force, going to the military, going to the uh, prison in helping men to become better fathers. Don't you think it wonders for Australia as well? Amen? And as a pastor for 25 years, I'm looking for a platform that I can go to any man. I say, come, on, come with me on a journey. And this is it. This is it. All right, and so uh, I believe uh, God loves us. And so, um, wow, now it's only, uh, what, September? We eventually have Professor Gregory coming in the midst of us. Hey, and this any given time, in any given meeting, he's the busiest man, <laughs> all right, among us all. And he come all the way from Dallas to bless us with this wonderful ministry. So I want to uh, introduce him uh, by speaking. There's a video that we want to sit back and just uh, hear about his story about hungering or desiring the Father's love. Thank you. Yeah, I think for all my life, I, I, I've longed for affirmation from my own American dad. Gregory's formative years, his father played a very limited role in his life. His father was in the Navy, but later developed a lot of bad habits. He had really struggled with, with alcohol ever since he got out of the Navy. And it got, you know, worse and worse. Now looking back on it as an adult, I can see that his relationship with my mother was, was bad, was, a, was a bad. There was a lot of fighting and, you know, a lot of tension and uncomfort. His father was seldom home, but on those rare occasions when he was back, there was really no close communication or playing together. He merely brought his explosive temper back with him. But my father was a very unstable guy, and we never knew who was going to come home. Over time, his drinking and other bad habits led their father to be increasingly alienated from the family. He wrote my brothers and myself a letter 
in the letter he said basically goodbye you know I don't want to I'm leaving uh, or I've already left but I want to be clear that I don't want you to contact me I don't want you to telephone I don't want you to write me I don't want to talk to you for the rest of my life 20 years passed and Gregory had not received any news from his father. Then, one day, a lawyer called telling him that his father had passed away. He had died a painful death, all alone. In his book, Gregory describes his father in the following way. The things he had counted on throughout his life, like money and power, had completely failed him. Ultimately, he had lived for himself and died by himself. He reaped exactly what he had sown. He was one of the saddest men I have ever known. To say that he was not a good dad would be an understatement. Fortunately, Gregory had another father during those growing up years. That was Gregory's friend Ken's dad, Uncle Cheng. A devout Christian family, they took Gregory in and treated him with warmth and kindness, just like he was part of their family. So I remember when uh, my Chinese dad, or when they gave me my first Bible, I was only maybe 13 or 14, and uh, I thought, <laughs> I'm still embarrassed when I think about what I said. I said, nobody believes the Bible anymore. Ken often talked with Gregory about matters of faith. Many years later, after an amazing discussion one evening with Ken, Gregory, for some reason, just could not fall asleep. And I couldn't get to sleep. I just couldn't get to sleep. So that night I walked down to the lake. There was a beautiful lake. We were right, right there. And I walked down to the lake and I looked up at the moon and I said, you know, God, I don't know if you're out there. I have no idea if you exist or, or anything. But if you do, please show me. Gregory was so overcome with emotion that he could not contain himself. It was as if all those pent-up feelings of rejection and loneliness had been replaced in just the wink of an eye. He felt like he was being wrapped in a blanket of pure love. He decided then and there to give his life to the Lord. I believe God heard that prayer. After being baptized, Gregory experienced more of the love of God through Ken and other friends, as well as through the people he would meet. And that began a, you know, many decades of wrestling with the fundamental truth. And that's even though my own father had abandoned me, that still I, had a, I have a heavenly father who loves me very much. Now, Gregory has been blessed with four kids and a happy family. His book, Be a Better Dad Today, has been a top seller in America. Gregory will never forget the love that his Chinese family showed him. His book has been translated in the hopes that as many Chinese families as possible can be blessed. Because my Chinese family was such a blessing to me, I think I'm writing this book for China. Ladies and gentlemen and brothers and sisters, I present to you Professor Gregory Slayton. Brothers and sisters, greetings. It's great to be here this morning. And I hope everybody can hear me in the back. It's okay? Good. I'm going to dispense with the podium because I really want this to be just a family discussion. 
right? We're all brothers and sisters. We might look a little different on the outside, but on the inside, that's what matters. Now, the first thing I'd like to do today is say thank you. You know, I've had the honor of speaking at the White House and in Parliament. I've had, I'm an Ivy League professor. I teach at Harvard. I teach at Peking University. So I've had the honor of addressing some, some pretty august audiences. But there is no greater honor than to bring God's word to God's people in God's house. So thank you very much. First of all, my thank you to you. And then I want to thank our pastors also. Come on, stand up, pastors. Brother, that's you. <laughs> and I want to thank my partners from Family First Australia. Joseph is our director. Cecilia, our first lady. And our partner, my partner is the vice chairman of Family First Asia, Tantek Singh and his wonderful wife. And would you join me in a word of prayer? You know, my Chinese family, we, my American family, we never prayed about anything. But my Chinese family taught me that prayer is powerful. So let's pray for these, our pastors and our, our leaders here. Let's just pray together. So gracious Heavenly Father, Tianfu, Sisini. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful church. Thank you for the good spirit. Thank you for the community outreach yesterday, showing our neighbors the love and the joy and the fun of being together. Lord, I want to especially pray for our pastors here, Lord. I pray that we would pray for them every single day. Thank you for their covering. Thank you for their wisdom. Thank you for their love for us. I also want to pray for family from Australia for the leadership team that is forming up, that we might touch, as, we, as you are allowing us to touch around the world, millions of families here in Australia, showing them your grace and your love and your truth for a strong and happy family. Lord, we thank you and I pray, I pray you'd speak through my humble words to each one of my brothers and sisters today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you very much. We're going to change mics. Okay. Thank you, guys. Now, yes, it is true that I am a Harvard professor. And you know what professors do? They give homework. <laughs> yeah, that's right, baby. And you know, at Harvard Business School, we have classrooms about this size. And, in the, and they're, they're, they're sloping up. And the back row is called the sky deck. The sky deck. Now, you never have problems with people sitting in the front. The students in the front, they're studious, they're listening, they're paying attention. It's the guys in the sky deck, always giving you trouble. So I'm just warning you back there. I got my eyes on you, all right? Oh, yeah, baby. Just kidding, just kidding. But, but seriously, I do tell my students wherever I go, I tell my students something that at first they're a little surprised, but it's true. It's not important what I teach. Catch that. It's not important what I teach. The only thing that's important is what you learn. Doi, doi. Doi. Right. True or not true. It's true. Right? I could think I'm the greatest teacher in the world, but if my students aren't learning important life-changing lessons, then I'm a bad teacher. 
So that's why I am going to give you some homework today. I do hope that the Lord speaks through me and my very humble words to encourage you in some very, very important areas of life. Now, I do want to thank again my brothers and sisters from Family First Asia. Again, as Pastor said, it is not a political party. <laughs> Family First Australia is a branch, a partnership, hey guys, <laughs> dear friends here, of Family First Asia. Family First Asia was launched about five years ago and now covers almost all of East Asia. We will serve over two million families in Taiwan, in China, in the Philippines, in Indonesia, in Singapore, in Myanmar, I'm forgetting a couple of countries, but anyway, and we were super honored to launch Family First Australia this weekend. So we're very, very thankful, and that's why I'm here. Now, we'll talk maybe a minute at the end about Family First Australia, but right now, I really want to focus, just like Pastor said, what are the most important things? And I believe that one of the most important things for us is understanding God's Father's heart love for each one of us. Let me repeat that. God's Father's heart love. You know, on the outside, when you look at my resume, it's pretty spectacular. You know, I'm an Ivy League grad, went to Harvard Business School, Fulbright Scholar. I've won a lot of awards. I've been a U.S. ambassador. I'm a venture capitalist, Silicon Valley venture capitalist. About 20 years ago, I invested in this tiny little company called Google. Uh, you might have heard of it, right? Okay. So anyway, but that stuff is all on the outside. And all of us have interesting things about us on the outside, but on the inside is what really matters. The soul, the heart, that's what really matters. And all of us, I believe, all of us who are older than 10 or 15 years old have some heart wounds, heart wounds on the inside. Now, I'm not going to ask anybody else to share their experience, but you know what happened to me. My American father literally wrote my brothers and me separate letters. He wrote the letter, he made a mimeograph copy, and he sent one to me and one to each of my brothers. When it was weird because we all lived in the same house, but that's another story. And the letter said, boys, I'm leaving. I never want to hear from you again. I never want to see you again. I never want to have anything to do with you again for the rest of my life. Now, I was a young man, and I won't kid you, even all these many years later, that's still very painful, very painful. See, but here's the truth. The truth is, our God is in the heart healing business. I want you to hear that again. Our God is in the heart healing business. So just as the story mentioned, right around that same time that my father was leaving, the Changs, a Chinese-American family, moved into my town. Now, I had never met a Chinese person before in my entire life. <laughs> That's true. I was 13 years old. But the Changs moved in, and they had a son my age, 
and he became, within a matter of weeks, my best friend. Now that is obviously a divine appointment. Because still today, 40 years later, he's still my best friend. That family took me in, showed me the love of the Lord, gave me my first Bible, and began the healing process in my life. Now, why do we do family first? Why did I found, when I invested in Google, we made a lot of money. Why did we take that money and invest it into family first? Why are we focused on family first Asia? We're focused on Family First Asia because a Chinese family saved my life. And the reason I say that, brothers and sisters, is that God is in the heart healing business. And the things that you have been through, the difficulties, I know that each one of us has had some big disappointments in life, has had some real difficulties in life, and the thing is, not only can the Lord heal those difficulties and heal those things, he can bring them into strengths that you can help others. Right? Because I had two fathers, I had my Fechung Buhao American dad, very unfortunate guy. He was always in trouble with the law. It was a bad situation. And then I had my Chinese dad. Now, my Chinese dad was not a perfect dad. Not a perfect dad, because you know something? There is no perfect dad, all right? Only Heavenly Father. But he tried hard. Because of that, I was really interested in fatherhood. And I really saw, wow, fatherhood can be such a tool for good or for evil. I studied fatherhood on five different continents around the world. And I kept a little notebook for myself. Things I saw good fathers do and things I saw bad fathers do. That book, when I was a U.S. ambassador to Bermuda, a friend of mine saw the book, said, Gregory, you should make this into a real book for others. <laughs> At first, I laughed. I said, hey, I didn't even have a real father growing up, and I'm not a very good dad. I try hard. But the Lord had his plan. And eventually, that became this book, Be a Better Dad Today. Now, this book, not, I'm not a great writer. But this book has now sold 300,000 copies, and it's in 20 different languages, including traditional Chinese and simplified Chinese. It's a bestseller in both Taiwan and the People's Republic of China. Now, I only say that because, again, that came out of great pain and deep, deep hurt. Right? So the main thing, the main message that I want to convey today, the main number one message is that our God is in the heart healing business. And I don't want anyone here to go away from today and say, oh, the Lord, he doesn't know what's going on in my heart, or he doesn't love me, okay, or he doesn't care for me. That is the devil's number one lie. What did the devil say to Eve, right? Oh, God doesn't really care about you because he's not going to let you have that thing over there, right? Right, whatever. And the same lie today, he's not going to let you have that boyfriend. He's not going to let you have that car. He's not going to let you have that job. He's not going to let you have whatever it is, right? If God really loved you, he talks to me, why would he give you a father like that? 
Why would he allow you to have a father that abandoned you? Guys, you know, we cannot listen to the devil's lies. Sometimes some Christians, especially young Christians, have the mistaken impression that once I become a Christian, life is going to be smooth sailing. Everything's going to be easy. Nothing could be further from the truth. You look at Paul. You look at Peter. You look at the great women and men of faith in the Bible. None of them, not one, not even Jesus, especially not Jesus, had an easy life. And you know why that is? Because God doesn't want to have us to have an easy life. God wants us to be strong and real people. Strong and real people that can identify with the, with, with the weaknesses of others, that can hear and understand when our neighbors or our friends come to us with, with pain in their own hearts. Right? Now, you might say, well, Professor Slayton, you know, what can I do? What can I do to help others? And I just want to say that every single one of us, every single one of us has a mission. Okay? Every single one of us has a mission. Right? Now, you might say, well, Professor Slayton, what's my mission? And the truth is, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. But I know that the Lord has a mission for you. Just like my mission, he prepared for me Right? And part of that was my father abandoning me and my being taken in by the Changs. Right? And now my family and I feel that our mission is to expand Family First Asia and touch 100 million families out in the Australasia region before we die. 100 million families, to serve 100 million families. And we're on track to make that number. Right? That's a big number. That's... 300 to 400 million people, right? That's a lot of people. Now, I won't get into the plans, although if you're interested, we'd love to talk to you. But the important thing isn't that. The important thing is that each one of us has a mission. And I'd ask you, do you know what your mission is today? You know, having a mission and following it is life-changing. Life-changing. Your mission, and you know, Peoples have different missions. Your mission, pastor's mission, right here, to establish a fabulous church and to see this area, this part of Melbourne, right, understand better God's Father's heart love. Your mission might be here, right in the church. That's great. Your mission might be for another Christian organization. Your mission might be in your neighborhood. Your mission might be to return to India. I know you guys sent out a medical missions team to India, right? But do, I really want to encourage you three things. First of all, be honest with the Lord and your spouse or your closest friends about what it is that's the most painful thing in your life. You know, Chinese people, I grew up in a Chinese family, the whole concept of face, sometimes we have to take off that face. Do you hear me? Ding dong ma. Right? Sometimes we have to take off that face and we have to be honest about the, 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 the real painful stuff, right, so that we can heal. It's like when you get a cut. You know, if you cover it up and you don't take care of it, it just gets worse, right? But if you open it up and you expose it and you put on some disinfectant and you put it out in the sun, 
little by little, that cut, that deep wound, even a deep, deep wound, heals up. Right? So I really want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, to do that. Right? Share with your, with your wife, your pastor, your best friend, your husband, your brother, your sister. Share right, those things. And ask them to pray for you. And you know, be honest about it. Step number one. Right? Step number two. Please, and these are parallel paths. You can parallel this. Don't have to wait. The, the healing process for me has taken a long time. I'll be honest. To heal up from what my father told me, that's, that took years. To be able to forgive him took years. But you know what? Forgiveness is so powerful. I just want to mention this because probably a few people in the, this audience are suffering from bitterness. That would be, I'm sure that's true. And I had a lot of bitterness towards my dad. A lot, a lot. Right, I would see in college, I went to an Ivy League college, I would see other guys, they'd go to the ball games with their dads, they had trouble, they'd call their dads, hey dad, I need a job, can you help me find a job, you know, whatever, right? I had nobody, there's literally nobody, I mean, you know, click, so. But you know what bitterness is like, guys? Bitterness is like swallowing poison and waiting for the other person to die. Do you hear me? You hear me there? Bitterness is like swallowing poison and waiting for the other person to die. It doesn't work like that. It kills us. And that's why Jesus said, Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. So I just want to say a big part in the healing process is forgiveness. That's step number one, to identify and to understand the heart wound. And, and be honest, you know, maybe it was your mom or your dad or a, a good friend uh, or, you know, your ex-wife or your ex-husband or, or whatever, you know. But be sure to understand and forgive that person. That's a very important step towards the Lord healing that wound. Secondly, I really want to encourage you to pray about your life's mission. Right? Jesus said, to whom much is given, what do you say, brother? Much is expected. There you go. To whom much is given, much is expected. But there's an interesting thing. People say, well, I haven't been given very much. Jesus didn't say, to whom little is given, nothing is expected. No. Right? <laughs> Everyone is given something. And the Lord, when we come before him, he's not going to ask you, how big was your bank account? How many Mercedes did you have? Where did your kids go to college? Did they go to Harvard or not, right? No, he doesn't care about that. I mean, that stuff, there's nothing bad about that, but that's not what the Lord cares about, right? The Lord already told us what he cares about. Did you love your neighbor as yourself, right? So here's the thing. You might say, well, Professor Slayton, you know, I, I'm, I haven't been given a lot, so what can I really do? Brothers and sisters, my Chinese family were immigrants. They had been thrown out. Their parents had been thrown out of China, 1948-49. They'd gone to Taiwan as immigrants. They moved from Taiwan to the United States as immigrants. They had no money, no power, no education, nothing. But they were faithful Christians. And when their son 
brought this little orphan Megoren, that's me, and said, hey, mom and dad, could we, like, take care of uh, my friend Gregory? You know? They heard that, right? And they did that, right? And it's because of that, in large part, it's because of that, that we are doing Family First Asia. And I believe that God is going to use that to serve 100 million families in Asia over the next 20 years. Asia, Australia. So my point is there, brothers and sisters, please don't think this is a small act of service. Maybe there's somebody at your job. Maybe one of your neighbors is going through a divorce. Maybe one of your fellow students is, is lonely and sad and has a little trouble kind of, you know, socializing, right? Reach out to that person with the love of Christ. You know, bring them a pizza. Invite them out to, to dinner. Right? Just knock on their door. How about this? How about throwing a community fair? Oh, you guys already did that. Great. <laughs> but, but the point is, you see what I mean? There are no small acts of service, guys. There are no, you don't know. The Lord says, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. When you do that, you don't know what that ignites, what that unleashes in the world. Maybe that little boy, maybe that neighbor, maybe that friend goes on to do something unbelievably great. But you have been faithful to the Lord. You have been faithful to the Lord in serving, in loving, in caring, and how important that is. Now, for those of us, let me ask, how many, how many people are part of a family in this, in, this, uh, in this room? How many people are part of a family? Raise your hand. I'd be very surprised if anyone doesn't raise their hand. Because <laughs> the fact that you're here, the fact you're alive, means by definition you're part of a family, right? You're either a son or a daughter, husband, wife, grandma, grandpa. The point is, the first place that we have to show God's love is in our family. The first place. And sometimes the hardest place, let's be honest. Sometimes the hardest place, sometimes the most annoying people can be your family members. Now, I, I'm not talking about anybody in this room. I'm talking about other people in Sydney. No one in Melbourne. Sydney people, sometimes they can be annoying to their family members. <laughs> Just kidding. But the point is, it's within the family. And that's why we've started Family First. Because Family First has to be a place where we learn to show love. We learn to be better parents, better husbands, better wives. So this is step number three. I'm going to give a little bit of homework here for you. So, first of all, who's a parent? Who is a parent? Who has a son or a daughter here? Raise your hand. If you're a parent, if you have a son or a daughter, raise your hand. Fantastic. It's a lot of... Okay, sky deck. I got my eyes on you. Nobody here. No parents back in the sky deck? How could that be possible? Come on, boys. Come on, ladies. Come on, guys. Raise your hand. You got, you got kids back here? No kids in the sky deck? What? All right, there we go. At least one parent in the sky. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. Here's your homework assignment. Very important. All right? Your homework assignment is this week, without fail, without fail, I want you to get your son or your daughter, even if you have lots of, maybe you have six kids, it's fine, but get them individually one-on-one. -on -one. All right? Get them one-on-one -on -one in a room or outside or something, just you and them, you and him or you and her. 
Here's what I want you to do. You ready? Pastor, stand up for a second, will you? First of all, I want you to give him a hug. Yep, you heard me. I want you to give him a hug. Now, I know some of you are thinking, Pat, Professor Slayton, I'm Chinese. I don't do the hug thing, right? <laughs> hey, guess what? I grew up in a Chinese family too, okay? My father, I don't ever remember him saying, I don't ever remember him saying, I love you, ever. He never hugged anybody, even mom. I never saw him hug his wife, okay? And that was not because he was a bad man. That's because the culture he grew up in was not a hugging, affirming culture. His father, my grandfather, was a general for Chiang Kai-shek. Super tough guy. You got me? All right? But here's what I really appreciate my Chinese father. He realized at the end of his life that he had to be more affirming. He had to be more loving. And he had to show that. And brothers and sisters, can I tell you this? We must give that to our children. If we don't give that to our children, they're going to go out looking for that somewhere else. Do you want your children going out to look for physical affirmation outside the family? You don't. You don't. So please, homework number one, please get them. Give them a big hug. And then tell them three things. Are you ready? Three things. First of all, son, daughter. I love you so much. I love you so much. I'm sorry I've never told you that before, but right now I'm telling you, I love you. I've always loved you, and I'm always going to love you. I want you to know that. I want you to hear that from me, your dad. Number two, I'm proud of you. Son, I'm proud of you. Daughter, I'm proud of you. Now, let me tell you, man, if you got a boys, your boys need to hear from you that you're proud of them. That's just part of growing up. Your sons, it's important for daughters too, don't get me wrong, but especially your sons, sons need to hear from their fathers, son, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the man that you're becoming. All right? And the number three thing, I want you to tell him this. Daughter, no matter what happens in life, no matter what happens, I'm with you for the rest of your life. I'm with you for the rest of your life. Now, why are those three things important? Well, I think you know. You know, love, being proud of your kids, being with them. It's not a question of, you know, did you get an A on your homework? It's not a question of, did you practice two hours of piano a day? Right? I, I, I'm sure there's nobody in this audience that <laughs> understands what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, those are good things. But no matter what, I want you to know I love you. I'm proud of you. And I'm with you for the rest of your life. Do you want your son or daughter to feel 10 feet tall? Right? Do you want them to feel proud and confident in who they are? You tell them those things. And you keep telling them. We can learn a lot from our Jewish brothers and sisters. Orthodox Jews celebrate the Sabbath from Friday night to Saturday night. Friday sundown. And they have, a, they have a, 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 a dinner together, the family, always together. And b- the dinner, there's an Orthodox prayer. The, father stand, the Jewish father stands up, and he blesses his wife, and he thanks the Lord for his wife, and he blesses his children, and he thanks the Lord for his children. Every single week, 
every single week, guys. I hope that you will take that homework and put it to work. And I tell you, if you do, it will change your family's life. It will. Every single week, you give your son or daughter a hug in an appropriate way, an appropriate time. You let them know, hey, I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm with you no matter what happens. You know, you got to be on your exam. Son, you got to work a little harder. But still, I'm with you, right? I'm with you. Now, there's a whole lot more we could talk about parenting, and it's all we've got a book on uh, motherhood here. This is also a, a great book, and we've got a book on maximum marriage. And I'd be happy that we've got some in the back, and if you'd like to pick one up, I'd be happy to sign it for you. All the profits go to Family First Asia and Family First Australia. And I'm so sorry we're out of the fatherhood book. We've had such a strong response to our launch that we've sold out of Be a Better Dad Today and the Chinese version, Baba. We've completely sold out. So sorry. But that's because there's so many good dads here in Australia. But if you're interested in these books, please let us know your, you know, please give us your name and your phone number, something like that, and we'll get your copy because we really want you to have, have these resources. But the important thing, guys, the important thing here is, one, understanding whatever it is in your heart right, that, 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 that maybe you have a deep heart wound, right? And putting aside the face and really being honest about it and talking about it with your best friends, talking about it with your wife, talking about it with your, maybe with your kids. I've shared with my kids about what happened to me when I was young, and that was helpful. It's helpful to do that, right? Number two, understand your mission. You remember Joseph? Remember Joseph in the Bible? Remember when his brothers came, came back and he was the prime minister of Egypt and he, his brothers thought, oh my goodness, this is Joseph, the guy we put in the well? He is definitely going to kill us. And a lot of people would have killed him. But Joseph understood that we serve a great God who is in the heart healing business. And he said, what you intended for evil, the Lord has used for good. Guys, that's my story, right? What what the devil intended for evil, the Lord has used for good. And can I tell you a secret? That's your story too. That's every Christian story. The difficulties, the challenges, the setbacks, the sadnesses, those all make us stronger, better people. That's what it does, guys. You can either in life, you got two choices. You can get better or you can get bitter. Right? Don't get bitter. Ask the Lord to help you forgive, to help you move on, to help you grow in strength and courage and faith and hope and love. At the end of the, at the, end of the sermon, we're going to have a little time, and anybody that uh, either raise your hand or come on down, whatever you want to do, but I want to pray for you, that if there's a particular issue that you're struggling with in life, that you can be open and honest about it, admit it, confess it, and ask the Lord to heal. Now, remember number two, each one of us has a mission. Brothers and sisters, if you're feeling a little unfulfilled in life, golly, I'm not really excited about the Christian life. It's kind of boring, not too exciting. You got to pray. You haven't found your mission yet. Let me tell you, 
You find your mission, and it is exciting. Life is exciting, right? So please, please pray. And if, you know, talk, you got wise, wonderful pastors here. Talk to them. You know, get their thoughts. Get their insights. Get your spouse's insight. Get your husband's insight. But find that mission. Because when you meet the Lord, that's what he wants to know about, right? How'd you do with that mission I gave you? If you're Papa Chang and Mama Chang, they're not yet in heaven, but they're going to be there pretty soon. They're both very old now. And I know that our Heavenly Father is going to say, hey, thank you very much for taking in that little orphan Megoren. Me. Right, thank you. Thirdly, guys, family. There's nothing more. You can argue theology all day long, you know, with Muslims and Hindus and stuff. You cannot argue a strong and happy family. You cannot. The thing that attracted me to Christianity was that the Changs had a strong, happy family. Right? They didn't have all the stuff my family had. They didn't have degrees and money and cars and all this stuff, but they had a strong, happy family. Let's make sure that we're loving our children. That little exercise I just gave you. How many husbands do we have in the audience? Raise your hand if you're a husband. All right. Outstanding. That's good, brother. I'm glad to see that. Okay, when was the last time you took your wife out to a really nice dinner? Just you and her. Yes, sir, guys, that's the homework assignment. And let me just give you a Skydeck. Listen up, Skydeck. McDonald's doesn't cut it. No, 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 no. Seriously, guys, take your wife out to dinner. Look her in the eye. And you tell her, sweetheart, I love you so much. Right? I so appreciate all that you've done to sacrifice for me and for our family. Right, Dad? Yeah. Amen, brother. Preach it. Right? And no matter what happens, sweetie, we've had our ups and downs. Look, anybody, we've been married 28 years. Let me tell you. you know, it's like, life is like this, right? But I'm with you for the rest of our lives. You want your wife to serve your children? You want your wife to love your children? You want your wife to help your children grow up in the strength and admonition of the Lord? Guys, we got to love our wives. We got to serve our wives. We got to let them know that they are so beautiful to us. So beautiful. Last thing, and then I'm going to sit down. Who has moms and dads still available, still alive here? Moms and dads still alive. Oh, lots of people. Okay, good. This week, you know what you're going to do. Yes, you do. You're going to call your mom or dad, or if they're here in the Melbourne area, you're going to go see them. And what are you going to tell them? I love you. If you're a Chinese, if your Chinese dad hears you say, Papa will fetch an Aini, he's going to have a heart attack, right? <laughs> but he's going to be, you'd tell him, Dad, even if he wasn't a great dad, it doesn't matter. Forgive him for the stuff he did wrong. Tell him, Dad, you were a good provider for us. You worked so hard for Mom and for us. You sacrificed. I'm going to get choked up because this is my Chinese dad. He worked so hard. Oh, my goodness. He was working all the time, you know. So you call him up and you let him know, Mom, Dad, I just wanted to call you and tell you how much I love you. You go see him. Take him out to lunch, right? Dad, Mom, thanks for being such good parents. Okay, I know you weren't perfect parents, but you were good parents. And I want you to know how much I appreciate that. You know, guys, 
You know what Jesus came to do? Jesus came to start the cycle of God's love in this earth. Right? He showed us God's love right here in this earth. And you know, I'm a U.S. ambassador, but you know something? We are all God's ambassadors. He wants us to continue that cycle of love, starting in our families and then everywhere, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, everywhere. So brothers and sisters, that's my plea, that's my cry to you today. Let God heal our hearts, whatever it is. Find your mission and do it. And be sure that you are the ambassador of God's love to your family, to your children, to your spouse, to your parents. You be the God's ambassador, and he will be so pleased because he loves you so very much. Now, I'd like to just have a short time of prayer. If that's okay, can I invite the pastors up with me? And if you, if you want to just raise your hand, we're going to bow our heads. We're going to pray together if you want to raise your hand. Or if you want to come forward, that's fine too, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Let's pray. Dow go. Oh, great God Almighty, hallowed is thy name. Thank you for sending your, your son, our Savior, Jesus, who loves us so much. He went to the cross. He stretched out his arms and he said, this is how much I love you. This much. And he stretched out his arms and he died. And he died for us. And we are so thankful for that. Now, Lord, I want to pray for my brothers and sisters here. I want to pray that anyone who's feeling a real heart wound, anyone who's feeling discouraged, anyone who's feeling depressed or beaten, I want to pray that they'd raise their hands now, or even if they want, come to the front. But I want to pray for them, Lord. I want to pray that your spirit would flood their hearts, Lord, with your joy and your peace and your love. Father, I want to pray that if there's bitterness here, if anyone holds a grudge against, like I held a grudge for so many years against my father, I want to pray, Lord, that they, that my brothers and sisters, that by your Holy Spirit, you would empower them to forgive whomever it is sinned against them. Jesus, forgiveness is such a powerful thing, and it started with you. It started with you. Father, I want to pray also, if there's anyone here that doesn't understand what I mean when I say that you, Jesus, you forgive us and you heal our sins and you bring us into your heavenly kingdom, I pray, Lord, that that person would open his or her heart to you, would pray right now and say, Lord, I need your forgiveness in my life. I need your love in my life. And I commit myself to you. Lord, that's what it is to be born again. To come out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Father, thank you for my brothers and sisters here. It's been a great honor to share these humble words with them. But the important thing, Lord, is not my word, not at all. The important thing is your word. 
and your truth. Lord, I pray that every one of my brothers and sisters would be an ambassador of love in their families to their children, letting them know how much they love them, giving them the physical affirmation to their spouses, to their parents, being an ambassador of love, showing your Father's heart love for every one of their families and for everyone in their world. Finally, Lord, I just want to commit to you, Family First Australia. I pray that this message would go forth through our partners here in Melbourne and eventually in Adelaide and Sydney and Perth and all over this great land, that families would be healed, that marriages would be healed, that the hearts of the children would be turned to the parents and the hearts of the parents would be turned to the children according to your promise in Malachi chapter 4. Six. Finally, Father, just pray for this wonderful church. I pray, Lord, that this church, as their new building project, is successful and that they would stretch out to the east and to the west and to the north and to the south. And in 10 years or five years or even a couple of years, we're going to see this church growing and growing and impacting its community. And in 10 years, Lord, that they would have impacted many, many tens of thousands of people for your greatness, for your healing, and for your glory. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. And it's in your most holy name that we ask these things. Amen. Thank you so very much.